4: You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined by the last word on Spurs. Ricky Sachs, Jason McGovern and Chris Cairlin. Good to see Chris back in the studio with us tonight. And as always... There is so much to talk about. We're going to touch upon the defeat on the weekend, 3-0. When will this nightmare nightmare end? We just want it to go away and we can start being a little bit more positive on the show. But we will look and talk about all things Spurs. But we want you to get involved. You can tweet us at Lovesport Radio or call us on 0208 70 20 558. Tonight we're going to be talking about that game, talking about the manager's future, talking about the ball, looking at the games to come. But already... And it is the Spurs fan show. It's what happens. We've been joined by a caller. LP has called straight into the studio. Thank you for giving us a little bit of your time. I know you want to touch straight away on the show to talk about the manager, don't you?
2: Yeah, exactly, mate. just want to talk about what, what's been going on recently and what everyone on social media keeps saying about him and his future.
4: And, and, what, and what do you feel about it? What are they saying on social media? Has is, is it changed your opinion at all? What are you thinking?
2: No, um, I mean... All I'm seeing, well, from the majority of the Spurs fans, which I'm interacting with, they want Pochettino wow. out. And I just feel like I don't really tweet much about that just because of how much backlash you get for giving your opinions on this. But I feel like Pochettino, like what he's done for us in the last five years or five and a half years is like, if if you told us we'd be Champions League finalists, um, consistently fighting for that like, top three in 2014 when you took over, we'd, we'd take it with like, open arms and... He's kind of been, it's been, I can understand where they they come from when they say, all right, it's been five and a half years, we haven't won a trophy. But it's about sustaining, like, seeing development, and we're seeing that each year. Um, And last year, you know, we we reached the Champions League final. Yes, I was a bit lucky, you know, here and there with the VAR situations and whatnot, but you need that bit of luck to get to the final. And I think it's just a bit of a taste of what to expect on the Pochettino, but it's just up to us to actually stick by him because, how much he's done for us it's his first actual rough period and he's he's given us the right to remain patient instead of us just going right behind his back after the first blip we've had
3: lp it's rick it's nice to hear your voice on here it's nice to have you on um can i be honest with you i'm I, I still want him to stay but my biggest concern is that whether he truly believes in his heart that he can turn this around I think that's the biggest question mark. I mean, to the press, he seems to indicate that he still has the hunger, the desire, the courage to still want to be there. But I do just wonder, behind the closed doors, whether he truly believes that he can actually go ahead and then do another rebuild. Because there is so many players to move on. And, you know, mm. he hasn't stopped flirting with Real Madrid for the previous six years. We have to say that he's always kind of left that open. I think he's also Mm -hmm. his interest in the Argentina job. And Mm -hmm. where I am with Maurizio now is that as much as I want him to stay, I think that if he resigned from the club, then I wouldn't be as devastated as what I would have been four months ago. And that's probably the first Mm -hmm. time I've actually come on air and and said that. I I, I do actually believe that where I am now as a fan, um, I support Tottenham. I love Pochettino, but Tottenham still comes first for me. And my Hmm. sole importance is to see the club progress. And we have to ensure we've got someone there fully committed. Hmm. And the stories coming out close to the club of sources just tells me, as I think everybody knows, that all is not well behind the scenes. I, I don't actually
1: yeah. know anybody who who actually wants Pochettino out. Like who, the people who actually go to the games. I know on social media it's very negative, mm-hmm. and Spurs lose a game and you go on social media and it is it is dreadful. It's toxic. It's it, re- toxic, re- it? it really is yeah. bad. And um, but I don't I don't actually know anyone um, who actually wants him out. And even when we were two 0 down at Brighton, all the fans in the Spurs end were still singing his name, and I think that the the the, the fans are still getting behind him.
4: LP, we really thank thanks for calling into the studio. We really appreciate you there. I just want to quickly touch upon uh, what you said there, Chris, because I do want to look at that game. But let's quickly talk about. I'm glad you said that. um, You feel like. All the Spurs fans, you know, don't want the manager mm. to leave. The fans are singing these names, just people on Twitter. And even when people are asking me, I'm like, people saying to me, do they really want the manager out? And I'm like, no, I don't think they want the manager out. I, no. I can't see why they would want the manager out. So would you say the fans 100% still behind him? It's just the ones we hear on social media. How big is the split in the camp between people that want him to stay and want him to go?
1: it is difficult because even at half time when we were 2-0 down at brighton there were some boos coming from mm. from the away end you know obviously fans are are very unhappy about losing games like that um, but i think overall um, people look at the overall picture and they and they do think that you know back in 2014 when he arrived where were where were tottenham did you ever think that we were getting a champions league final and i know we keep using that that line all the time i certainly do but you, you these, these it does were, highlight how far you've come. Though. These, these were dreams. And of course, we are getting
4: Champions League football year after year. And uh, he has taken us a very long way. Well, let's quickly talk about that game then. I know it was a painful one. We don't want to linger on it for too long. Jace, what, what were your first impressions of the game? What Now that it's been a few days, have you changed your mind slightly, you know, after the, the knee-jerk reaction is out of the way and that first emotion has gone?
0: Can't we talk Rooney and Vardy or something? Right. No, be more Maybe yeah. <laughs> eight till nine we'll do a Colleen Rooney fan show. Yeah, we'll
4: get a few calls about that.
0: No, it was a it was a horrific day. Uh, it had the worst possible start in terms of a result. But you and I were just saying outside. In terms of showing of needing to show some real character and some real spine, it was almost the perfect start, if you see what I mean, because it gave you something, adversity to to come back from. And you had we had over 90 minutes, because don't forget, people talk about a 90-minute game, but it's always 97, 98 minutes, isn't it? So you've got 90-odd minutes to come back against a side with one win in 16, who failed to score in 10 of those 16 games or something. So it was a real chance for that side to show character and spine, and there was absolutely none of it. And we've been really critical of want-away players, of uh, players that get it and things like that, but we have to be honest and say that some of the players that we've defended through that, the, the Eric Lamellas, the Harry Canes, the people like that, they also fell miserably on that day. And they was equally as responsible as any of the want away players.
3: My biggest worry would be on that game, and Chris, you're not because you were there, is that when Lloris, obviously <laughs> that error he made and he was being stretched off, the lack of communication... Amongst those players in that seven minute spell when Hugo was down receiving treatment. There didn't appear to be anyone. I mean, Chris, you mentioned Hoon in Son was trying to G yeah. up some of the players. But apart from that, that's where you want Harry Kane, who's wearing that captain's armband, to galvanise this group and say, look, it's one nil, and like Jason, it's against a side that in reality, that's one win, I think, at home or one win at home all season. or I think one win at all in the, since in Mar- the league. Wasn't it? Since, no win since March. No,
1: win since March. Like... no home wins No since March. home
3: win since March, but one Premier League win all season. That was on the opening day. That is where you want your captain. Your leader to really get hold of this group and say, "Look, this is our opportunity now with that bit of adversity that we're going to face to come back, show a reaction." And what just worries me is how Jason put it: "Spineless we was."
0: Where I slightly disagree with you. In the circumstances that we find ourselves in, it's not even the captain that does it; it's every single there one. There were no of leaders, no that one, but It's no one. You know, you, that's the you shouldn't need your captain to tell yeah, you in no, those circumstances. You should be sitting there thinking, "This is not good enough."
3: It's not just that, though. We have heard also that. Even in the, the dressing room after the Bayern Munich game, Maurizio kind of left the players to it. He didn't even go in the dressing room after the game straight away. He left the players to have an inquest. and That's whilst fine. I'm okay with that, but I still think as a manager, he should be going in there full front and saying this is not acceptable. It's not good enough.
1: But to have no reaction, no reaction at all. That's the biggest we, worry. We've we conceded seven goals at home for the first time in our history, midweek. Mm. And then to go to Brighton... Every single player should be saying to one another, right, let's do this, you know, let's play for the badge and let's, you know, give 100%. Even from the second minute, and I know I don't like picking uh, players out, but Lamella, you know, didn't close the cross down, uh, Larice dropped the ball, goal went in. And as you said, Jace, outside, um, you know, if you can't react from that, seeing your captain being stretched off, um there are so many things and the communication was poor throughout the whole of the 90 minutes it was it was awful it was it was probably one of the
4: worst spurs games i've ever been to James, you disagreed with Ricky there. What you had to say about the manager afterwards. Were you were you disagreeing? Sorry, you was you was not. Well, I,
0: to, to me, I, I think it happens a lot when 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 you suffer big defeats at all clubs. It's not always the manager goes straight in the dressing mm. room afterwards. I think other other top managers will say it's not the time to go in and rant and rave. Mm. It is a time to let players absorb what's happened first. And some and more often than not, you do have those talks the following day. So I didn't have a problem with him mm. saying to the players, "You sorted it out."
4: Chris, you were there, you were at the game. I want to ask. And I've got to admit, I, was, I watched the game, it was on TV. I watched it with a, a friend of mine. And Spurs obviously went 1 0 down. We both looked at each other and we went, oh, Spurs are going to absolutely blow them out of the water now. I went, This yeah. is it. I went, they, they, They're going to run away with the game. I'd laugh if you want, maybe. But am I. I don't want to say deluded, but I keep even That's with the, I even with a Munich game. I'm going. Spurs are going to turn this around now. When this is going to be, this is where we go. We're going to see the direction, and we're not seeing it. So, am I? Do I not know how bad it's got? How bad has it got? Why are we not seeing this? Uh,
1: I didn't realise how bad it got until Brighton. <laughs> I tell you, to, to concede ten goals in a week, um, by Munich, yeah, fair enough. You can say it was a freak result. Uh, Pochettino said it was a freak result. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, Brighton three 0 away is a freak result. It is not what we are used to. Um, dreadful, dreadful week. And we do need to turn it around very, very quickly. And major changes need to be made. But my biggest worry is the fact that the players, such lack of communication towards one another. Um, they just don't look up for it. They don't look like they want to kick a ball. They don't mm. look like they want to close down. Um, it, there is so many things wrong at the moment.
4: But this is the problem, Ricky, and I want to bring you in because I'm watching it and I'm going... We're going to see the fight back of some sorts here. And you know when a team goes on a bad run, you can look at a team, like you said, Brighton having won since X amount, you go, oh, Man United, they're, they're in a similar, not a great run at the minute. You go, oh, Newcastle might get result over Man United. I keep going every weekend, Tottenham are going to bounce back here, you wait and see. And when Tottenham do lose and they lost on the weekend, I am stunned. I can't believe what I'm seeing. Is, is that the feeling as well? I think you've got to be realistic and say that you
3: saw our form towards the back in the last season domestically. And... Is it much of a surprise? I mean, you take away the element of the the hysteria of that Champions League run, but if you see Tottenham's form over the last six to nine months it's mirroring what we've been seeing, to be honest with you. And my biggest concern is that people can dress it up as sources being close to the club or you know or not being close to the club. But when you are hearing these continual stories coming out about players feeling like it's a regime and they're underpaid and there are, you know, all these stories, it's coming... Listen, Jason's shaking his head, but at the end of the day, there is... You have to believe there's some foundation. There's, someone is leaking this. Someone is... And it's come from a source. That's the, the Athletic, we've had Jack Pickbrook on, he's fairly close to the football club. I think you have to take elements of what's being said as partly facts I think you have to and it is true there is definitely issues behind the scenes we know players want to go we know players are being divisive so Jace, when you shake your head I'm stunned that you can't see any truth in those facts
0: I don't doubt that some of those stories that I'm aware I disagree with is that some of those complaints of the players I think you know why could you not believe some of
3: them are unhappy in terms of their money, no, in terms of the overpaid?
0: No, I'm not saying I don't believe they are. Mm. I'm saying they, they they have no reason to be. I mean, I'm underpaid. If if somebody comes to you for two years and says, do you want an 80% pay rise, and you keep saying no, how can you then complain you're underpaid?
3: But for someone like Jan who it could be allegedly just over the length of the contract, why he's not signing a new deal and he sees Sissoko getting a four-year contract. You could maybe understand why he'd be frustrated, right? Or not? Does he not think he's done enough to warrant... A longer contract.
0: I look at his form now and think he's lucky to be offered a two-week contract.
4: <laughs> Rick, the thing that worries me, and whenever it's going wrong, you know we always hear these sources and all the whispers come out. The manager's been there six years now, and now we're only hearing of this this regime. The players don't like being under it. When it was all going well and fantastic, we didn't hear about this but, regime. I, there wasn't a yeah. problem then, so why now? Why do the players not like it all of a sudden? It was fine last season or I, the season I before think also when it was to... going well. Exactly. But excuses.
3: Yeah, he says excuses, but also I think when you've got a huge amount of players that have been at the same club under the same manager for six or seven seasons. And I think there was that start after match of day. It showed that Tottenham have had the most seven or eight players that have been there over a course of such a long time. And naturally, when things are winning, you don't question certain things. But believe me, when you are not winning games and it's the same routine where Maurizio watches you, what you have for dinner and what time you're coming in in the morning and it's not the most easiest thing in these double training sessions. When you are not winning, that is where it becomes a frustration for the players and you can see things aren't changing. And for Maurizio, look, I love him. But the, th- the thing for me is that we know he can be quite stubborn in his tactical approach. Um, and I just think that's where players are getting really, really frustrated.
4: Chris, what do you, ma- you make of that? The sources, the, the, the <laughs> manager will bring you in on it. I think that, that, you know, obviously some players are unhappy.
1: You can see that. and uh, But the thing, like I said, it, what really worries me is when players aren't talking to one another on, on the field. And, you know, they're not only teammates, they're they're friends outside Mm -hmm. the game. So when they're not talking to each other on on the pitch and just so disinterested, even when the game has just started and even when we went 2-0 down, you just expect a reaction. And the thing that has upset me more than anything is that none of the players, apart from Serge Aurier and um, Suzoko, have actually come out and done any form of apology. Um, Maurizio Pochettino thanked the, the fans for coming. Uh, to Brighton, but there's no form of apology saying, you know, we're going to try and put this right, and you know, we're sorry to all the fans for the awful displays during that week, and and that's that's something that does really upset me. Do you feel like they do need to address it in this I time? I do, definitely, absolutely do. Um, you know, when when you got when you got players like Suzoko coming out and saying something, where is everyone else? Where, where are the leaders saying mm. we will put this right? We're really sorry for the abysmal, abysmal performances. We will put this right. I want to hear some fighting talk. And the thing is what is really frustrating with Poch, I'm a huge fan of Poch, and I think yeah. that you should be very careful what you wish for next because Completely. I think he's taken yeah. us... Uh, the grass isn't always greener. <laughs> exactly. But... <sighs>
4: It's, it's a very, very tricky situation. It really is. But the flip side of that narrative is when the players do come out and we've spoken on this show about Larice speaking about it, we go, we don't want to hear him saying these things. We don't want to hear him being honest and open. Do you understand that a little but, bit? The but, players are scared now because for they're going to be judged on whatever they say. But all of the negativity on Twitter and all of the negativity
1: on social media um, has been created a lot by what Pochettino has said in press conferences. The more he opens his mouth the the more worry that it
4: puts into all the fans and that's why all these stories start start going off they do well this debate isn't going away we're going to be talking about it a lot further but you can get involved tweet us at love sport radio or call us on 08702558 next we will be continuing to discuss the manager
5: love sport
4: you are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. We still want you to get involved. You can tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us on 0208 70 20 I'm joined with the last word on Spurs, Ricky Sachs, Jason McGovern and Chris Callen. We're talking about the manager. I have to ask, there's been loads of rumours. Will the manager stay? Will the manager go? Already, someone has put a question in on YouTube. This is genuine. Uh, sh- watching the stream now, which you can watch as well. Don't watch me, but you can watch the other three. It, it says... Uh, Mourinho in please. Genuine on YouTube right now. So on, kick off on, no, right. I mean <laughs> no, no no and I am yeah, just being honest. Yeah.
3: I uh, so I want to say I mean I only try and be bold, brave and say this. As I've said, I want Maurizio Pochettino to stay at the football club if as long as he wants to be there. However, if Marie, if, if Maurizio feels in his heart that he can take the club no further forward and Spurs are looking around for the next best manager
0: Get off that fence. Come I don't on. want
3: I don't want Gareth Southgate. I don't want Eddie Howe. I want a winner. And Jose Mourinho wins trophies. Yes, it's not the most prettiest of football, but let me be honest about something. The football hasn't been that pretty for the last couple of seasons. And with Mourinho, I just feel Tottenham are at a point where they need a manager that can get them over that line. And people will tell me Mourinho will not have a long-term vision at a football club. At the end of the day, whatever happens with Tottenham, they are in a rebuild. And there has to be money there in order to take the club forward. Now, I'm not saying is the right person to trust in terms of spending £200 million, but I do feel Tottenham need a winner to take the club forward. And if it wasn't going to be Mourinho, and Pochettino does feel he's taken the club as further as he can, I would like to see Angelotti come in. I just want to see someone that has been in the Premier League, won trophies, managed top players. I just do not want to see Eddie Howe or Gareth Southgate at my football club. They are not good enough for where Tottenham want to go. And for the ambition of a fan, you go to that stadium to see the team. You want to have regular Champions League football. You want to regularly
4: compete for trophies. As I said, I want a top-class manager that will win us trophies. Just to, just to ask you a question, what if uh, the manager did leave and Harry Kane really strongly vouched for Gareth Southgate and I, said he's got the best <laughs> out of me for England? Listen, he hasn't, I'm, I'm just I'm, saying. Let's,
3: let's, let's yeah, just hypothetically. I'm a fan of Tottenham, but I've got to be honest and say to you, as much as, I, as, much as Harry might want in there... I'd be very hard to be behind that appointment, but I would have to be behind the appointment because I'm a Tottenham fan. But it wouldn't fill me with great, with great comfort thinking that he
0: could take us forward. I just don't think he could. Did you well, want Pochettino? Or did you want uh, Louis van Gaal? I'll
3: be Premier honest with you. Again, I was, but I, was unsure, I was unsure on both, Jace. because, again, they weren't proven in the Premier League.
4: Well, we're going to come back to this conversation because he's definitely got the legs, but we've had a call into the studio this time from Dave. Dave, what are your thoughts on the manager?
5: Yeah, I think he's done a fantastic job over the years, over the over the six years he's been. And I think Chris Cowley would agree with me that um, I, th- I still think he's got time. I still think he's got legs. Um, I heard the other callers talking about um, Mourinho and uh, Eddie Howe. Um, you know, not being not not wanting them. And um, the thing is, where do you where do you go after after? after you've had Pochettino, um, because yes, I mean, I think that the trouble is, I think the, the tactics have got stale. You know, yes, we were all high pressing. We did high pressing for half an hour against Bayern Munich and then um, we know what happened next. we we run out of gas. And uh, so what, whether that is over-training over, um, the players, um, they've had the same methods for a number of years and I just think we need a new. I mean, I think he can st- he can still provide a new, a new blueprint for us. Uh, but I think he needs to get the players on board. There's been so much unrest after this after the uh, Champions League uh, defeat. And um, I, I, I just I just don't know who else is out there. You're talking about people who are talking about Ancelotti or or. Um, Mourinho. But yes, they are winners, uh, and uh, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Howe and, and Southgate are fresh faces. But I mean, basically, you'd be starting a ground zero. Again. You'd be doing a shovsko. I just, yeah, you know, I just can't see it. I, th- I think there is still legs uh, in the in the manager, and I, th- I just think the, the system the system's got style. Uh, we've sold. Um, Trippier which we shouldn't have sold. Um, I know he wanted to go, but I mean, I think we he, he should have made overtures to him because basically we've been left with no right backs. He doesn't trust Carl Walker, and Aurier is a uh, you know he's he's mission impossible. I mean, he's either he gets sent off or he, he gets a penalty, or he goes missing. So, but you know, I,
0: other than that, he's all right, isn't he?
5: <laughs> 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 it, it, I just. You know, he he has made mistakes. Obviously, every every manager makes mistakes over the years, and now we're we're left with, uh, you know, reserve goalkeeper for three or four months as well now. So, um, yeah, you're talking about the manager. I I would stick with the manager, but he needs to to drum up some fresh ideas uh, of a way to play because when Kane gets. Injured, Sonny goes to the forefront, and he plays brilliantly. And then as soon as Harry comes back, everything goes through Harry, and um, Sonny goes off. So <coughs> you've, you've got to you've got to think about what what, what we go where we go next, really, because there's no Laurenti anymore. We haven't got met Plan B. So where do we go from there?
1: Dave, Chris here. Um, hello. Um, I completely agree with you, the, the, the fact about Pochettino, and I think it's very disrespectful that a lot of people are talking about managers, um, other managers' names. Well, I do, I really because
5: he's overachieved, hasn't
1: he? Well, he's been, this is his sixth season in charge. He's got us to a Champions League final. He, what, what frustrates me as a fan, though, is the fact that he has come so close to winning You know, the yeah. major trophy. Yeah. Um, I don't think that we were that far away from winning a Premier League trophy and really challenging. Um, if we would have invested um, a little bit more money. Because let's face it, if Pochettino left tomorrow and Jose Mourinho come in, well, Pochettino's going to need to spend money anyway. So exactly. re- regardless of who's spending it, it's, it yeah. needs to be spent because it looks like Ericsson's out the door, Toby and Jan are out the door, people are talking about a lot of the players going stow and uh, you know other players leaving. So it is a really big rebuild.
3: But the thing about it, Chris, is for me, you're say it's disrespectful to other managers. We but you're still in the job. Yeah, but we are just responding to the latest speculation at the moment. And the, the fact of the matter is that when you are on the run we're on, you have to question the managers did you question some of these players. And, and you, know, you can't hide away from the fact that I love Maurizio Pochettino. And as I said again, for me, I want Maurizio to stay as long as he wants to be in the job. But again, you've said it before, Jace, you just question whether behind the scenes he truly believes in his mind that he can oversee another rebuild. It's such a big job for someone that has been there for six seasons to then go again from ground zero and start to rebuild another squad. I just don't know if he's got the hunger there. Like I said, I want him to stay. If he truly believes in his heart,
4: he can take the club forward. Well, Dave, we really appreciate you calling into the studio. Thank you so much for talking a little bit about the manager. You can call us on 0208 70 20 508 just very quickly because he mentioned uh, Kieran Trippier and uh, there is a tweet here. Do you see similarities between Trippier's poor form last year after the World Cup and our poor form after the Champions League? He was thinking the whole game, don't mess up, don't mess up the entire 90 minutes. If you concentrate on mistakes, which is what he did, how can we expect to see improvement and creativity when there is so much much negativity and pressure?
0: I I don't know. I I, I don't have a problem that we sold Kieran Trippier. I think we should have sold Kieran Trippier. He wasn't good enough. Simple as that. The the, the problem is that you perhaps haven't replaced him in the way that we thought we wanted him replaced. In fairness to Pochettino, the player that he thinks he's going to replace him hasn't kicked a ball. So you have to consider that. But uh, for me, we weren't wrong to sell Kieran Trippier whatsoever. He wasn't good enough. He's playing... Uh, he, he may well be playing in a slightly different system under Simeone. So the fact that he's he's playing better in Madrid doesn't make me regret selling him in one little bit. Uh,
4: that tweet was from Nick Donovan. This next one's from Matt Gibbons. He says, I think if a situation arises where the manager can leave with all parties happy, that's what will happen. Because I'm not sure he's happy at Spurs at this current time. The chairman doesn't want to sack him. He doesn't want to walk. So they're both playing a waiting game.
3: I think Maurizio is determined to not leave the club in the current situation it finds it I think you want to go out on a high and as a fan for me I would be absolutely gutted if he left this club with not something to show for it, I want him to win a trophy. I, more than anything, it would mean so much to me if we win something under him. More than Mourinho, more than Angelotti, more than any other top manager out there, because he is the one that has laid the foundation from the very t- from the very start. He got rid of the players that didn't want to be there. He put a team in place that were fighting for the badge. We fell in love with the way he brought, he brought these youngsters in. So of course we all want him to succeed. But all I'm saying is, when you res- when you're responding to questions about other managers. You have to have an open mind that he maybe Chris doesn't want to be there. That's the but only. But what thing you I'm...
1: just said, he can do that again. Mm.
3: Do you think he's got? Okay, so do you honestly think, in your heart of hearts, that he has got the courage, desire, strength to do it again? Yeah, I do. So yes, you I think do. he's got to have a six? Well, five, six years in the job. He, he's he's said a
1: number of times that he wants to be at Tottenham for a very long time. Mm. He wants to be like the the Arsene Wenger of. of I want to see his that, body language show that, period period like,
3: Chris. You've said it yourself. His body language worries you.
1: Everyone's body language worries me at the moment. But the so manager's is the leader, right? Wrong. The
3: manager's the leader. He should be. You know, if anyone, you want him to <clears> show <throat> that body language that he he, he cares. When he, those I'm
1: eleven sh- players go on the pitch, mm. what more can he do? What more can he do when those eleven players are? He he said a number of times mm. this season, and I'm not re- I'm not sticking up for him. I'm just saying he has said a number of times this season that they haven't stuck to his game
4: plan. Well, uh, Chris asked the question, what more can he do? What do you think what more can he do? We want to hear from you. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us on 28 558 because we will be continuing this discussion next.
5: Love sport. You
4: are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with the last word on Spurs, Ricky Sachs, Jason McGovern and Chris Callin. It has been a fiery one tonight. We're talking all the time. We're debating the manager, we're debating the team, the chairman, the board. There is still so much to come. Before we continue it and we get into it all, we want to hear from you. Uh, tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us on 0208 70 and that's exactly what you've done because calling us now, someone we're not really familiar with, Jamie Brown, I believe Spurs fan, it says. We're not too sure. Jamie, how are you this evening?
6: You alright?
4: Yeah, Jamie, can you hear us? Dodgy line, mate. Dodgy line. Is <laughs> oh. Jamie, we're going to try call you back. I think we're not we're not great there. I don't know what don't know what's quite happened. Genuinely, it was a gag. We do know Jamie. I do want to speak to him. I don't know what has happened <laughs> He's there. still like you to <laughs> ask a question. He, from he last wants week. to talk about Glen Murray, and we've moved <laughs> on from that game. We're not talking about Glenn Murray. Let's quickly talk uh, about the manager because the manager is still in charge. Obviously, Spurs fans want him to do well. Like you said, you would like nothing more than I, that man to win. I want to him win. to still be there. Listen, I want to still be there as much as he wants to be there. Completely, and we hope he is. But if. The worst does happen. He, he walks, or you know, Tottenham get rid of him. Who would you want next? Uh, because Ricky's answered. We'll ask Chris and Jace. Chris, we'll start with you. Who would you want next I if start, the manager? Start went with or... Jace. Start, oh, with right, Jace. Right, I'll start with Jace. <laughs> I'll start with Jace. No one wants to go up here. <laughs> Listen, we oh, know you, you only scientists. want to put my balls on the line, are not I? No. Let's be honest. This is hypothetical because it's. all all of you in the room would would like nothing more yep. than the managers to succeed. So we are sort of playing devil's advocate. Okay, here. I'll go. Okay, right. go on. Oh, right,
1: I, I would love Pochettino to. start. Day, and yeah. I'd love him to turn it around, but me being me, and, and I've said this many times on this show, I want win. I want to win trophies, even if it is the League Cup, FA Cup, whatever. And someone like Jose Mourinho would win those cups without doubt. Yeah. So he he would
4: be um, an ideal replacement. However, above everyone else, you're saying Mourinho. Yeah. Wow, that surprises me, Jace. Who, who would you say? Because I, I I would say no, but.
0: I don't know who I'd say, but I definitely wouldn't want Jose Mourinho anywhere near my football club.
4: I agree. Uh, why would
0: I you mean, say that? Give, give us an alternative I then. think Melbourne Glory or Perth or somewhere <laughs> oh, no, like you, that is you, as close you, you as I want to
3: You can't cop be. out. Give us an alternative. No, I, I, no, don't give want, us your I don't reasons want to change the manager. I don't want to okay, change the manager. What, what Charlie's asking you is that in, in the scenario that Maurizio feels he's taken the club as far as he can, you're not silly. You've got all those managers out there to pick from. Who would you like? Are, how
0: many managers in the world? are There A 1,000. We'll pick any of the other 999 then. Being Anyone Mourinho yeah, but Mourinho for okay,
3: okay, forget Mourinho then. Who would you like out there? Who else plans no, to... No, that's not the question. Why
4: wouldn't you want Mourinho? Because I agree. The style
0: you. of football is horrendous. I don't want to see Tottenham play boring. To me, as a, an older generation Spurs fan, how you win does matter to me. I do want to see football. And, and when, the strange thing is about people with trophies... The 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 respected managers and the ones that we have affection for is Redknapp, Yoel, Pochettino, who won nothing, and the ones we despise are George Graham and Juan de Ramos, who both won a trophy, but played horrendous, boring football. But, so, so that's it. And the other thing I would say is, I take Chris's point about Mourinho being a proven winner and he will win at Tottenham, but how Mourinho wins, the tools that he's given to win... He won't be given at Tottenham to win that way, but, but uh, Chris, to, but, Chris, but, but, you would
4: argue it's all about winning, and for you, you you don't care about style; it's trophies. No, I didn't say that. No, of no, course, I'm start, saying it. I'm saying, uh, but it is ultimately about DM. style.
1: But we do need trophies. 1991
4: was the last time we won the FA Cup.
1: That's not good. Too long. Yeah. So you would sacrifice
4: the, the style for the trophies. Would you? I'm asking. I didn't. I didn't say that. No, no. Don't,
1: don't put words in my mouth. I'm not
4: putting words in your mouth. You didn't say.
1: I'm At, saying it. Le- I'm asking Le- you. League Cup 2008. It is too long. Mm. It really is, and I don't. I don't believe that we would sacrifice so, the style of. No, football. but I'm, I'm asking you. I think would you, it would you be, sacrifice? It? Would, no. I'm asking. No. I think it would. I think it would be a, 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 a good style of football. Um, do you know what? I don't even <laughs> want to answer this because I don't even want Mourinho in. You yeah. asked me a question who who would I like as manager if Pochettino weren't there and I've given you the answer I'm yeah. not talking about your style of football I want Pochettino in and I want Pochettino to turn turn out around I'm
3: not happy Jason's copping out and not even giving us an alternative manager you got to give because I us...
0: don't want another manager but
3: okay uh, but the question is I don't want I t- another manager I'll tell you what I'd sooner
0: Arsene Wenger manage Tottenham than oh Jose Mourinho
4: right, right. well that's an interesting point because weirdly we've got uh, Lee Campbell on now who's an Arsenal fan and and he, he wants to talk let's, oh, see what, let's see what that's he has to say this is quite strange it's a Spurs fan lee what do you want to say to the guys
7: you're right lads again um i uh, just wanted to say obviously thank you for letting me on the show i did call in them um, the week before uh, Yeah, we remember Barbie, and yeah and i did get the score right so i was trying to be getting that lotto and i didn't win so something's <laughs> going wrong um but yeah i just wanted to firstly just join in that conversation i think any of you lads sort of talking about mourinho in i mean honestly that i think it'll be probably the worst thing in the world i mean I think hindsight's a wonderful thing, and we all know he is absolutely a terrible manager. So I well, wouldn't I, sort of um, I, I'd say was it I, define terrible manager
3: in terms of um, what? It can't me, be in terms of I, trophies.
7: Okay, so I think in terms of trophies, you can say the same thing about Arsene Wenger, but that was before. Now he's finished, he's washed. Like, there's no point sort of talking about Arsene Wenger as a good manager anymore. I think Mourinho is now genuinely in the same boat. I mean, you just got to think in terms of. Someone like uh, Luke Shaw at Man United, the way he sort of hung him hung him up to dry. You've got all of these young sort of um, brittle players at Tottenham. Maybe someone even like Deli Ali. I don't think they will actually even work together. Someone like Harry Kane. I don't think that that would be obviously good enough for for Tottenham. So that's just my opinion on 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 the case so far. I think.
4: And what what did you want to say? Because you, you you wanted to you called in with a certain reason as well, Lee. Is that right?
7: Yeah. I mean, I was just saying, I think looking at it, I do genuinely believe that anyone that does sort of want Potch out is actually crazy. Now, for me, it's going to sound probably weird to say, but the reason why I don't want Potch to go is because I actually like the rivalry with Tottenham now. I like that you are more competitive and whoever wins on the day, it just makes it more interesting. So if, for example, I, would, I genuinely believe that Tottenham are now a little bit better than Arsenal, so if we do actually beat you, which we, I, in my in my opinion, I think we should have won at home. If we do win, then it just makes it a little bit sweeter. That rivalry is obviously there, and it's obviously more prominent. Maybe when I was like 15, 16, it was a little bit boring because it was like a every game, like it was quite normal for us to beat you. So now it's a lot more, um, obviously it's obviously a more, much more bitter rival, uh, and it's obviously more competitive. But I just think a lot of fans are going a little bit overboard with this whole potch out thing and it I mean it does seem a little bit like when Arsenal Wenger went and we kept losing all these games and like the players just weren't playing for him even though they kept coming out, Instagram posts and all of these Twitter posts and all this nonsense. But I do think that sort of getting rid of some of these players that just don't want to be there may actually benefit you. Now I did say this from the start, um of the season to a couple of my mates that are Spurs fans so maybe someone like Derek Dyer as I mean, I'm sure you guys have discussed. You wanted to play him. You see him play, and he's, he's shocking. So I think getting rid of some of these players, who you believe that are good, and I personally don't think they are actually up to scratch. And I think last week I heard that um, that thing where you guys kept saying, um, "Don't get too attached to these players." Like emotionally, I think you're attached to someone like Eric Dial, You're attached to Butongen, but I think you just just get a clean slate. Start again, and I think obviously you've got a great stadium. I've been there for NFL, so not to watch Tottenham ever. but, um, I mean, I do think that getting of the potches a bit of an overstatement. Over, over, um, over like, I think it's just calmed down a little
4: bit. Well, Lee, we really appreciate you calling in to share I, I do have to cut you, I'm afraid. This is the Spurs fan show. I can't give too much time to you, but we're, honestly, we are thankful of your call. Uh, I some just interesting think we should there. just
3: emphasise a point again that if you're listening to this debate half an hour in, we're not sitting here saying we want the manager out. No, one I think no one all is. of us at the moment still feel we want him to be there. It's just a question of whether he still wants to be there. And I think you had a question earlier um, about what would it t- i mean again what would it take for maybe a change of manager at the club i think the way spurs will look at it is how big is that gap between fourth to the rest of the group to make up but at the moment let's be honest about it in terms of the league position we're still within a very comfortable position where we can still <clears throat> make that top four. So until that gap becomes a whole lot bigger, I don't see there being real pressure on Maurizio from the board's perspective.
4: Well, there's a, a whole host of different opinions tonight. Next we will be hearing the faults of Jamie Bram:
5: love sports
4: you're what listening to the Spurs fan show I, I have no control Sorry. in this studio Chest. whatsoever they can, this studio it, it just carries no, I mean. on we we go away and we we continue honestly you don't you think we just sit there in silence because we don't but you can get involved as well save me tweet us at Lovesport McQueen Radio McQueen positivity back next week <laughs> call us Sorry, I'll, I'll be gone if Lee's back 0287020 he's 20. back next week Mr McQueen McQueen, McQueen at hashtag McQueen I'm joking Lee obviously I'm not no I am <laughs> <laughs> tweet us at Lovesport Radio <laughs> call us on 0287020 7020 five, five, This is the last word on Spurs. Ricky Sachs, Jason McGovern, and Chris Cullen. It has been a fiery show so far. Talking about the manager, talking about the team. Where do we stop? Well, we don't, because now joining us, it is Jamie Brown. I'm hoping, Jamie, you want to talk a little bit about Brighton and Glenn Murray. Yeah, sorry
6: <laughs> so, so, apologies. <laughs> apologies about earlier. I think my life Anyway, where are we going next <laughs> yeah, in the So, show? Chris, what, so, what, what do you want to say? <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, we're winding you up. What do you want to say? Yeah, basically I wanted to bring a bit of good news. I think that for me, I think that Mauricio Pochettino would have left a long time ago or a while ago had he not believed in the project. I think that he's too good and he knows he has options elsewhere. I think if there was no long-term plan in place, I think he would have left the club. Um, Now also, I remember back to his painful rebuild comments. And for me, I think he anticipated this because... I think when he was given the job, he knew that it was going to, you know the funds were going to be very limited that you'd have during the build of the stadium, but now we're out. I think that obviously the rebuild needed to start earlier, so you know we only bought we didn't bring in enough players, so I think that he was expecting for it to be difficult the way it is so for me, I'm remaining calm. I think that Maurizio and Daniel Levy can turn this around um now, I know people will disagree with this, but I think that. In the summer, I think we made a very good start to the rebuild. I think that although we didn't bring in enough players, I think that we knew that we that that we needed to start this whole rebuild earlier. Um, so I'm really backing the 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 manager and and the chairman to kind of turn this around in the next couple of windows.
3: Jay, are you not gonna bottle this question like Jason has and just ask it hypothetic well, answer it hypothetically that if Maurizio turned around tomorrow? I didn't bottle it, you didn't like my answer. Well no, you did bottle it, you didn't give a you didn't give an alternative. So it's your finger. You didn't mean that, now, You didn't mean that, but Jay, (laughs) I'm going to ask you the question that if Mauricio decided he took the club as far as he could, hand his resignation in tomorrow, who would be your man to turn to in this situation if you had to pick from the managers out there? We're not saying that we want him to go.
6: I'm going to I'm really sorry Ricky I'm going to have to go with Jason on this one Exactly and I'm going to probably bottle it I really believe in Pochettino and I really don't want to talk about any other manager than Pochettino Spot on um, I just totally believe in him as I said I think that he can turn. he and Bibi can turn this around I think that there is a long term plan in place because he's so good you know he's such a good manager he's so highly wanted by many clubs I think that he's got those options and if he didn't feel that Spurs had a plan in place and, and knew that Maybe now we're out of the stadium, we're going to start spending money. I think we showed that in the summer, to spend £150 million on three players, or three really big players. I think that that's a great sign that we're ready to start and, and be really serious about this rebuild. Wasn't so enough, though, Jamie, that... was it? <laughs> it wasn't enough though, Jamie, was it? It wasn't enough. No, I totally agree with that. But do you not think that it was a good start? Because I think that we got in three good players. and I. Think but we're going to have three good really... players leave. But Chris, right. how
4: much can they spend in one window? You say it wasn't enough. How when, much can they spend? When you spend? know Christian Eriksen, Toby and Jan are leaving, then you need to spend more money. Yeah, but there has to be a budget somewhere. I mean, 150 million is quite a lot when, of money to you're, spend, Chris. When you are
1: so close, when you're two or three yes, but, players away from really challenging from the Premier, for, for the Premier League,
6: you've got to go I, out and spend their money. I, just, I totally agree, but I think that it was realistic to, I, don't, I don't think it was realistic to expect that we'd totally challenge with the likes of Liverpool, Manchester City, Manchester United in the transfer window whilst we were trying to build this new stadium. I think that for Levy and the club, it would have been a massive risk if they're going to send any huge sums to compete with, you know, these, these teams that we're trying to compete with. So I think that now we're out of the stadium, I think the rebuild has started. And I think that that was probably when Pochettino knew that that rebuild would start. And that's why I think he said painful rebuild because he knew that this season was going to be a very tricky one because there were going to be results like this. Because clearly, there wasn't, we needed the rebuild to come out. I don't think you hasn't. can sit
3: there and say, that, Jay, results like this. You know, no one could have anticipated no, some I, I results we've think, had, to I be honest.
6: No, I don't, yeah, totally. I, I, don't think, I don't think you would have predicted it would have been maybe as bad as this, but I think that he certainly was expecting that we'd have a very tricky time. And I think that I, I totally, you know, as I said, I totally back him and Daniel Levy to turn this around. And for me, as much as it's very painful, I'm sticking by the manager, I'm sticking by the chairman, I'm sticking by the club, and I think they can all turn it around.
4: Yeah, Jamie, I completely agree. Thanks for calling in, Jamie. Uh, hopefully we, we see you back in the studio next week. Jamie Brown there, uh, part of the team as well here at Last Word on Spurs. We do have another caller who's called straight in. David, uh, you want to talk about the manager as well, I believe.
8: Yes, hi hi, guys. Um, great show again. Basically, I,
9: I, think he, I do believe he has to go and I think one replacement that no one's really talking about is, um, is Ronald Koeman. I think he plays good football, exciting football, I think he wasn't given a fair chance at Everton and he, you could just see what he's done with the Holland team, uh, where, how he's turned them around. Um, and I, I think he could come in and he could get these guys firing again. Don't agree.
1: <laughs> don't agree at all.
9: Don't agree! You don't agree! I mean, you said Mourinho's a rubbish manager, but bearing in mind he holds the
3: record points total for Real Madrid. That was Jason, I think. Wasn't it, Jason? was it, Jason? you? Rubbish man Was it rubbish manager? No, it wasn't you, was it? You can say that about I Mourinho. I it was a rubbish manager. No, no, no. I think that was a previous call. No,
4: I've, I've, Chris wasn't saying they're rubbish managers. He com- completely, 100% believes in the manager he have now. He doesn't want to talk about other managers. The, everyone's, uh, you know, rooting for Maurizio to who, get it right.
0: Who followed Pochettino into Southampton?
4: Uh, oh that's a good question
0: wasn't uh, that Ronald Koeman no, uh, sorry who followed Pochettino Did Koeman follow Pochettino into Southampton
3: I mean the truth of the matter is that Koeman's been at Southampton after, yeah. and Everton he hasn't got both those clubs right I mean again for me I think I don't want to keep I, I understand what Chris is saying about not about another manager but the fact of the matter is that if Tottenham move on from Maurizio it has to be for someone that has won trophies and you know has won big trophies manage top players that is what's going to attract top players to this football club am I wrong there Jace? you look at me again like I'm mad am I, am I mad <laughs> why am I mad why, why's that mad saying that we've just built a new stadium a 65,000 seat or oh, 55,000 seat stadium we want to be continuing testing for the top prizes at the top of the league. Why is it mad to want the best? Why should I not want the best for the football club? I didn't say he was mad. But you look at me as if it's crazy. I didn't no? say he was mad. But am I going crazy no, what I'm saying? Not at all. Not I at think all. you want to... In anything you do in life, you want to aspire to be the best. And I want the best for Tottenham Hotspur. I do not want, as I keep saying, the likes of Eddie Howe or Gareth Southgate. I want managers that are proven to win trophies, manage top players. How can Tottenham progress as a football club and carry on the rebuild unless the man in place can bring in better than what he's already got? And if you reflect on the summer, we knew it wasn't all going to be done over one window. But I still think when you look back now to not have got a right back, and yes, you can look at the fact that one fourth wasn't fit, obviously he got injured. I still think that we were left quite short and I think to get towards January now, it's a massive task, but if Maurizio still believes in the project, then we have to believe in him. As as much
1: as I love Poch, I've said this a number of times, how long can he go without winning a trophy at the club before everyone, all the Pochettino lovers, before they say, actually, we need a new manager? How long? It's his sixth season in charge. Yeah, but so you're
4: one, one of them, so how how long? This is why I thought that we would take the League Cup
1: seriously this mm. year. I really did. And, and when you've got, um, you know, going back to that game, having, having Son, Ericsson, uh, Lamella on the bench, if you can going put them on the bench and then bring them on, you might as well start them in the game and win the game. Mm. It, it's so frustrating, it really but is. How long, Jace?
0: I honestly, I honestly don't know. My, my fear, if I'm being honest with, the, with Pochettino, is he won't get a side better in a rebuild than the, the side that we had the last year at White Hart Lane. So uh, have you said okay, so I just want to say, David, Develé thank you so much Man for calling into the so, studio,
4: I really appreciate w- you saying that
3: then, you're saying he's not going to get a better side than that team? No. So then, realistically then, how long is he going to be at the football club if he isn't going to get a better side know. than that? I don't know. Pochettino will
1: be manager as long as Tottenham finish in the top four, year in, year out, he will be our manager.
4: End of.
3: Shall we discuss it then because I think that's the kind of topic that we're going to probably bring on to next about the board because I think one thing about the show that we aren't ever really told we discuss enough is the board.
4: We're going to do that heavily in a second hour for sure so make sure you stay around for that. I just want to read a tweet that you've had in and I think Chris will really like this one. Talk of the manager not being the, the manager anymore. Hurts me to my stomach like a fear of impending doom a time of grieving. He is a man of great class, integrity and wonderful skills. We deserve success with him together. I see no reason why we Still can't have that. Changing of the guard is a learning curve. Great tweet. He, he, he started this project and, uh, you know, he should be there when we lift that trophy.
0: Oh, could, he,
3: really, could, he really should. It's a travesty if we, it, I keep saying this, it's a travesty if we don't win something yeah. with this man in charge. But again, you just have to look at it and think, the fact of the matter is, my, my worrying concern is that if results don't improve and that gap between fourth to wherever we end up, grows, I just do worry for him and I just worry again, how many players in that dressing room, and I know we've made a point so we're not to come on because we've done the players to death over the last few weeks about discussing their futures and we know about their futures. How big can that gap go before I fear Spurs do press the panic button. I mean, again, we've heard him this week in Qatar saying that he's got a wonderful relationship with Daniel Levy, but the fact of the matter is that we know as fans how big that stadium is for them, the financials of getting into the Champions League, don't we, Chris? We know how big that is for them.
1: having a rebuild and and changing a lot of players, you know, we've said this on on previous shows, Ericsson, Toby and Jan are three players that all of us would have in the starting eleven. You know, when they leave, you, you, need, you need reinforcement anyway, let alone three of your first-team players leaving. That is one hell of a rebuild. So how much money needs to be spent before you, you, you challenge him for the likes of Liverpool and Manchester City?
3: And you would feel also... Because we weren't that yeah, far away. But you would also feel that he's only going to give that money to Maurizio Pochettino if he does feel he's committed to the football club.
1: Why would you give it to a new manager, another manager, who is unproven, yeah. don't know the players, hasn't, hasn't built... The, yep. the current squad Pochettino has got to be that, that, that person that's to take why, us forward that's why
3: it makes sense to keep with Maurizio because he knows what this rebuild is about he's spoken about it for a long mm. time therefore if it isn't him in charge leading <clears> that does the next man know much better?
4: Well, who knows? Maybe do you know, because you can tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us on 0208 70 Unbelievably, the first hour has drawn to a close, but I'm so lucky because Spurs, they do get a second hour. We're going to be talking all about it and the ball, and you can still get involved. Coming up next is another hour of Spurs. Love Sport. You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show. With last word on Spurs, you're listening to me, Charlie Hawkins. I've been joined by Ricky Sachs, Jason McGovern and Chris Callum. We're laughing, but uh, we may be crying inside, but we're all laughing. We're having a good time anyway. The first hour was absolutely flown by. And in the next hour, we really do want to talk a little bit about the role of the manager and the ball. It's really important for us. But as always, you can get involved tonight and you have been doing so far. So thank you for the interaction. You can tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us on 0208 70 and we have exactly had that. We've had a call into the studio, and this time he's Adrian, and he wants to talk about the baldricky Ricky, you'll be pleased to know. Adrian, uh, what do you want to say tonight?
9: Well, first first point I'd like to make about Potch, I actually think the perfect fit for Spurs, when he leaves, which won't be for quite a while, would actually be Thomas Tuchel at PSG, and I think he'd come. He virtually gave a job interview when we played Dortmund in the UEFA Cup uh, a good few years ago, and he took over from Klopp at Dortmund, didn't he, before he went to... PSG. On to the board, I mean, I'd like to see three players bought in in January and then drip feed the youth players in there. I mean, you've got to Tenganga. he's left-footed. Timothy Ioma, he's a right-footed centre-back. Even Tarek Hines can play at right-back. You know, and if you could get in getting Dybala and Nathan Aki and, and a right-back, I don't know who... You don't want much, do you? I'll tell you I what, know?
3: that's <laughs> January, is it? Or is that summer wind, though? Sorry? Is that January or summer window, Adrian? <laughs> is, that, is that for January? January,
9: January. Oh, definitely January. We we must have the money. I mean, I, we, I just there will hope, be
3: people leaving. Yeah, I, I just hope that we're in a position in January where we're still close to the clutch of the clubs at the very top of the league to be able to attract the Diabala because this is not, again, being negative. If Spurs are further down that league, it is going to be hard to attract a top-galibber type of player. I do, don't do, see you don't why it so? won't be
9: up there at Christmas.
3: So you back the form to turn around under Maurizio. Yeah, you believe we can get through this sticky period. We all want to, of course.
9: Well, if we can't beat Watford, then 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 I would start to worry. But it's too early in the season. You know, it's 30, 30 games to go. I,
0: well, I don't see... The only way Dybala would come in in January is if if, if we are 100% sure Pochettino stay in for more than... And the, the next summer that's for sure I don't see I don't see Daniel Levy sanctioning a 80-90 million pound player on 250 grand a week with everything else that, that Pochettino wants in for Pochettino to walk away four months later and be stuck with a player so you know if we're still going for Dybala in January to me that means Pochettino's committed to the thing
3: I want Dybala but Chris I don't know if you agree that the more pressing concern at the moment will be we're losing Ericsson yes. uh, we're going to potentially be losing Yeah. maybe losing the Vertonghen Danny Rose Spurs want him out, or he has said competition's not good enough. How concerning is the defence in midfield as well?
1: The defence really worries me, because if you if you look at the whole the whole of the defence, Danny Rose wanted out, you've uh, got problems at right-back. I personally wouldn't have sold Kieran Trippier without actually replacing him. I don't think Juan Foyf, um, I know they're talking about him playing at right-back, and then he got injured at the Audi Cup, but I don't think he's good enough. You've got Jan and Toby, contract problems. Um, so the whole of the defence, there are issues. Um, midfield um, you know like I said players don't look like they want to play um, I think that I think that all of us would actually be surprised on, on how many players will it end up leaving um, in, the, in the next 12 months from Tottenham um, but it is now just how much money are we going to spend and I think that it is going to be a huge huge rebuild especially with some of these key players going
3: Adrian can I ask you because we were going to be yeah, onto go- the board you were going to speak about it you know um We've been thinking of how to introduce this section into the show. we trying to make it as fair, balanced as possible. Well, Where do you well, stand on the board?
9: Well, I would, I would have thought the board will back Potch to <coughs> at least the tune of about £150 million.
0: What, In January?
9: Yeah, yeah. I think they will. I think the money's there. I mean, and then it's a question of uh, drip feeding youth players into that team as well, but... I know Lo Celso plays mainly on the right, right side midfield, number 10, right wing, but he's actually left-footed. So I can see LaCelso being moved over to the left or even Sessignon playing left side of midfield. As Chris said, the defence is a major problem. But I've been very impressed with uh, Jafet Tenganga anyway. I want to see like the young Sanchez brought back into that back four because if these players are moving on and they seem to have lost a yard of pace to me, her Alderweireld, and Rose seemed to have lost a yard of pace. As much as I've loved mm-hmm. them all, and Ericsson, you know, the sentimental attachment, you've got to cut the umbilical cord sooner or later because they're not getting any younger. You know, it's...
1: It worried me on Saturday with the Brighton game how the 19-year-old Connolly actually turned Toby Alderweireld inside out. He didn't know what he was doing, where he was going. Um, and that third goal that went in, it was, just, it was awful to watch.
3: I think Maurizio, as you've you know said it there, Adrian. I think he has to go back to his philosophy. While we fell in love with him when he was at the club, was bringing through youth players, the likes of Ryan Mason, Harry Kane, Harry Winks. You know when he got Dele Alli from League Two and, and introduced him. And I think Spurs need to have this next wave of talent come in just to freshen up the team as much. Because I've, I do. You want to feel sorry from Maurizio on before we t- discuss about the ball that he's not been able to really have setting young fit or Luchel so fit because if they were playing football that's two extra players along with Undombele in the side I feel really sorry for him on that I, I do agree say.
1: Ricky but on Saturday uh, Undombele our record signing £65 million he looked like he didn't even want to kick a ball for but us do you not think that's also, worrying he's that really like that, just not, signed
3: but do you not think also it's a case that he's just not fully fit and adapted to the Premier League yet it's all about
1: attitude, though. Come on, you're playing for Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. You're playing for Champions League finalists. We should not have a, an issue as well in even <coughs> signing any player across Europe. Let's face it, when you're in the Champions League final, every player in Europe, everyone involved in football knows who Tottenham Hotspur Football Club are because of where they were. We should, not, is, we should not have had a problem signing any player.
9: This is where Poch has got to put his foot down, Chris. I mean, if... If any of them players down tall or they're not going to up their attitude or up their game, then they have to be dropped. And one thing Levy will do, he won't, it won't be like other clubs like Chelsea and Man United where players can get the manager to sack. Levy, well, I don't believe Levy will let, let the tail wag the dog there because these players are near the end of their contract.
4: Yeah, it's a really interesting point. Adrian, thank you so much for calling into the studio. We really appreciate Adrian's Corner, as always, an integral part of the show. Let's talk about the chairman. Let's talk about the board. There is so much to begin with. We don't want to just scratch away at the surface. Ricky, where can we start with it all?
3: Well, this is what I'm going to say on on the board of Tottenham. I think, again, with the board, you have to be very careful what you wish for. I've said from mine, as always said, Daniel Levy, I do believe, has the best interests of the football club at heart. Now, sometimes with that, he makes decisions that as fans we may not always agree with, that we sometimes feel hold us back but I do genuinely believe that he does things in the best interest of the club I mean you see the stadium, you see the training ground, I do believe he's tried to put all the right things in place for a manager to be successful but what I do think you could say could be levelled at the ball this season is did they take their eye off the ball slightly when it comes to the squad and the investment of that because you've got so many players contracts coming towards an end Along with that, you've got players that want out, and I just wonder you know, when Maurizio was saying in the summer that, you know, he is not the manager, he's the coach, he was kind of hinting that he wasn't happy with the summer business, and I think it's back to not getting out some of the players that he wanted to, and, you know, Jace as we've always had that long-running debate in the summer about Danny Rose and obviously he's a player that Spurs clearly wanted to move on it didn't happen and I think the biggest frustration that Tottenham haven't been able to move on the players they wanted to and I wonder is it because Spurs were asking for an inflated price on some of these guys like we've seen with Daniel Levy he likes to try and get as much for his money as possible and you just wonder has that hindered the development and the progress of the team overall
1: well we we, we sell every player for top dollar and we want to buy every player on the cheap.
3: And at some point of that, you do unfortunately suffer, Chris. Of course
1: you do. And, uh, you know, like I said out there before the show, I I think we're going to probably be the only club ever in history to reach a Champions League final, you know, that classic line again. I know, yeah. And and having not signed a player for 500 days. I don't think any club will ever do that again. But does it mean anything if you don't win it? No, it doesn't. (laughs) Um, But you cannot like the, the the best teams in europe sign players you know the best team you can win champions leagues you can win titles you can win cups and you still sign players you have to sign players you have to improve on your squad every transfer window and and we haven't we failed to do that
4: well jace we're getting into talking about the board now where where do you stand on it all
0: i've always said with the board I, I, we would love more funds we would love them to to put more into the club but If they're not doing it and there's no person trying to buy the club, you just have to accept the fact. You know, I've always said that this whole levy in, levy out business, when somebody comes along with a three billion offer for him, you can talk about it. But until then, you just have to understand that that's the way we're going. You know, people will say we don't pay the wages. You look at it, we have the sixth biggest turnover and we have the sixth biggest wage bill. You know, that is the... That you, so, you know, the, the acceleration of the club into a, a really challenging club has gone much further than the, the income levels of the club. So, you know, if if you want to pay so-called <laughs> wages at Manchester City, Man Uniteds, and that pay, but your income is about £300 million less than Man Uniteds, it's very hard to pay those wages.
3: I think we also have to make a point in saying, just on the board, that the ball are not the reason why Tottenham Hotspur have not won an away game for nine months. no. no. And you can't just, you know, it's very easy when Spurs aren't doing well on the pitch to then start looking off it. And again, I'm a, I am said and when that window shut in the summer, I did say that I felt the squad was short. And I still believe that. I still were concerned about right back. I know Jamie still believes that one is going to develop into a, into a top right back. I'm not too sure on that. And I've, I totally agree with you, Chris. I think it was a big mistake selling Kieran Trippier and not getting a recognised right back in his place the likes of someone like Atal or someone proven that's of a top level I just think it was a risk going into the season if you want to be a club that pushes on why
0: why was it wrong to sell Kieran Trippier was it, he it, good enough?
3: No, he wasn't. No. So okay. there you go. The issue is not selling Kieran and first, trippy out. It he was our first right choice He was our first choice and it's not replacing him with an adequate but,
0: right but whether back, whether he's first choice or not, if he's not good enough, he's not okay, good okay, enough. But, yeah, but then the and if the you're, man
4: next through isn't good enough or yeah, at the same level good, as Kieran, but, then you're, you're, you're going backwards a little. So, so no, what
0: I mean is, I know if you keep a player that's not good enough, that you know is littered with mistakes, that you know can't defend one-on-one, what's the point in keeping it? You're missing the point, Whether he's the best one available or not... He's still not good enough. You're missing the point, Jase. What I'm saying is... Yeah, but you don't m- get
4: rid of a two-bedroom house for a one-bedroom when you're trying to get three, do you? Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the, the mistake you do is, if you two-bedroom house, is quite better. The
3: mistake is not replacing Kieran yes. Trippier with a right-back. That's My, my argument is not letting Kieran Trippier go. It's
0: not bringing in someone to replace him. That's the mistake, is not getting a better right-back.
3: Yes, that's what we so all we'll agree if, on. that? If then.
0: Connolly at Brighton he's running at Kieran Trippier, he still scores at goal Saturday.
4: Oh, it's
0: contentious. Know, but, Chris? Or, or he still we, scores the goal though, yeah, doesn't it? we're
3: just sitting here saying that, the, the do you not agree the no, mistake in the summer mean, was not I to mean, get a Rick, right-back? If
0: he's running at Walker-Peters mm-hmm. or he's running at Trippier or he's running at Oria, he still scores the goal. So why are you worried about we sold Trippier? Getting oh. get Wamba Saka fine.
3: I'm analysing but, the summer business saying to you that I don't think we did enough no, no, that's, at right-back. That's fair, isn't it?
0: It's fair I'm just saying why mm. keep a player that you know is not good enough just because you haven't got anyone better that you're still keeping a player that's not good at it, enough at the window shut not it? It? you're
4: leaving yourself paper thin but, but you're
0: thin. no worse off are you keeping a well, second choice are. and a first why if the player isn't good enough and you know all the mistakes are in his game why do you want to keep him
4: yeah, I know, but you don't on top trumps, you don't pick your second highest best ability, well, I don't do you? Play you go top for you know, I'll do it's a great game. <laughs> you know, you go for number 1, you try right. to get the card, you're trying to get better, aren't you? You're trying to win the game.
0: You're trying to get better, so buy a really top quality right back, but don't scare, don't be scared to sell somebody you know is not good enough.
3: So do you put that down as a failure to the ball for not got a alternative right back into Kieran Trippier or do you believe they were doing the right thing by giving the faith to Pochettino with four to say yo, he's good enough in time that's the thing Pochettino
1: has done it time and time again We we needed a defensive midfielder and he turned Eric Dier into one um, you know, whenever we seem to need someone in the position, you could coach him. Pochettino yeah. coaches them into that position and he does a very good job. And he's done a very good job in, in the last, what, six years he's been there.
4: Also, Chris, it's another job for him to do. It's another hole for him to fill. It's another position he needs to buy for. If, you know, if he says, these are my three targets, now I've got yeah, to go out and get a right back as well. Until Pochettino
1: sits there in a press conference and actually says to the fans, not hinting about things, I can't stand all this hinting, either say something or don't, you know, when it, until he comes out and says... Um, I didn't get enough money. I wanted these players and I didn't get them. You know, whose fault is it? Whose fault is it that we didn't sign more players? Is it Pochettino? Did he want players and we didn't get them and we didn't get the deals done? Uh, Whose fault is it?
3: I think it's well documented as well that during that period where Tottenham didn't sign a player for 500 days, Maurizio was offered players. He was the one that turned them down. Mm. And I think also, maybe part of it is that He's very careful about the players he wants to bring into the football club. We know it's about characters yeah. and profiles. He won't just bring anybody yeah. in. And I still <laughs> feel the biggest thing that's held Tottenham back over this last two or three years is not refreshing the squad. You saw, I said again, you saw the stat on match day. I forgot where that Brighton game is. I don't really remembered by it, but that stat went up. I think Spurs have still got seven or eight of the same players there that were there five or six years ago, and that's where the problem is. Sir Alex Ferguson, when he was at Man United, was a big believer in always refreshing the squad. And that's why they were young, hungry, competitive, always wanted to win. And the problem is, the truth is, it's gone stale at the club. And this is where now you need the refresh.
4: Need the refresh, big words there. As always, you can get involved. Tweet us at Love sport Radio or call us on 028 70 20 558. When we come back, we will be talking about that rebuild. Love sport. You are listening to the Spurs fan show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm delighted to say in the studio with me, Ricky Sachs, Jason McGovern, Chris Callin from The Last Word on Spurs. I do believe now we've got another caller into the studio. Uh, Richard, uh, thanks for calling up and giving us a little bit of your time. What do you want to talk about?
10: Um, hi, guys. Um, Ricky. Hi, it's Savas. How are you doing? I'm not bad, my friend, you. I'm very well, thank you. I'm very well. I'm sure you're, you're looking forward to this phone call. You're a very respectful um, one here. What's going on? Y- I'm always respectful when I'm on here, mate. It's just Twitter, yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Mate, listen, okay. uh, Three points, if I may. Of course. So um, I'll make them as quick as I can. So first and foremost, I want to talk about uh, Poch. Okay. So as you know, I'm a staunch uh, Poch out man. Uh, You know, I don't think that he's tactically got what it takes. to take us any further. I think that he's managed Spurs during a period when a lot of the other top four or so-called big four were going through transition periods. And I think now that our team has kind of plateaued, he doesn't look like he's got any idea on what he needs to do. His tactics look terrible. His substitutions look terrible. And he doesn't seem to be able to bring anybody through that will make a difference from the youth. Um, The second point, Um, If I want to talk about Daniel Levy, first of all, I keep getting accused of because I say I want Daniel, uh, I want Potch out that I'm sticking up for Daniel Levy, who I think is absolutely cancerous to our club. Um, I think I keep seeing posts from people saying, look how wonderful he is with this deal, with that deal, with this marketing. Listen, Ricky, I'm a football fan. You're a football fan. I don't care what the marketing deal is. I don't care how much the club is worth. I care that I haven't seen a captain lift a trophy for 12 years now. And I've seen one in 20 years. And my final point, so I'll give you a lot to chew on, would be our fans are half the problem. And I don't mind. I know I'm going to offend a lot of fans, a lot of people that are listening from the Twitter fan base, but we have got absolutely zero ambition as a fan base that we stick up for what has been an absolutely turgid run of form going back nine months. Now, we have, we have, as you know all the facts, you know, the six wins in 20, 18 defeats in 37, no away wins in 10. That's not the board. That's Pochettino. He's not able to beat anybody unless it's Crystal Palace or Aston Villa. Everything's got to change, mate. And the fans have got to stop thinking with their heart and start thinking with their head. So I'll be interested to see what you boys pick out of all of that.
0: Well, I think cancerous is, is one hell of a word to use about somebody. So, you know, I, I take the point Daniel Levy for some isn't the right chairman and that one trophy in what is it, eighteen, nineteen years isn't enough. But like I've always said, until somebody else surfaces, do you want Mike Ashley to run Tottenham? Do you want Randy Lerner to run Tottenham? Do you want Ellis Short to run Tottenham? There is, of course, we would all love we would all love Manchester City's chairman and to a degree some of us would like Roman Abramovich from, what is it, 15 years ago, but that's two chairmen and okay. and there's what, if, of the last 60 takeovers two clubs have improved and 58 have been no better off, so that's the problem, if you can find me the chairman that will absolutely guarantee that he'll invest 3 billion into Tottenham and he's quite happy to break all the FFP rules and he'll go out and spend money on absolutely anyone the manager wants then then fine, bring him to the table, but until he arrives at the table to talk to the club, what do we do? Do we just sack Daniel Levy and have who runs the club when we sack Daniel Levy? Or when Daniel Levy goes, who's running the club?
10: OK, can I, resp- can I respond to that? That's all right. I think, is that Jase, yeah? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, let me respond to that. So first of all, I think, yeah, i take your point on board. Um, I, I, I really get narked when people say things like, do we want Mike Ashley running the club? Because, yeah, that's one really bad example. We've got to remember that our owner is worth over what is it, five billion, six billion boy. pounds. Yeah. If he doesn't want to invest the money, then sell it. Yeah. Second of all, I'm not talking about winning leagues, Jace. I'm talking about we manager that sits there and says cups won't take our club any further forward. But as fans, don't we deserve that day out? Don't we deserve that one cup that Pochettino keeps brushing aside Because he thinks he's more important than those cups, when really he's been a managerial failure.
1: Savo, Chris here. I I completely agree with you on the cups. Uh, For to to, to last win an FA Cup in '91 and a a League Cup in 2008 is just ridiculous for a, a club like Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. And I just, I, I would like our manager to, you know, like you've just said, have a day out, have have that day at Wembley, and win a cup and I can't believe in all this time that has gone by of Pochettino managing us and we have not lifted one of those cups but he just isn't interested yeah. it's is just not what the club want it's not what he wants, he wants the Champions League and he wants the Premier League and my point and I've said it a hundred times, if we're going to go for those and I know we got in the Champions League final um, last season and that, that kind of uh, smokescreen the, the, the league form over the last you know few months um, but he, he just. We need to spend the money. We need to spend what, the money if we're yeah. going to go for the for the Premier League.
0: Would you say he wanted to lose the final to Chelsea in the final? No, we've we, we've
1: had this discussion a number Would of times. Would you say he Jace?
0: wanted to lose the semi-final to Chelsea there, last year? There, in the semi-final to Man There were decisions yes, in yes, those Jace, games. I do. What you, yeah, Jace, you actually if think I, if he I, wanted I, to lose those semi-finals?
10: Yes, Jace. If I could just jump in and say yes, I do, because all I see. Uh, across all the forums, you know the Twitter, the Facebooks, wherever the wherever the podcasts are, is people talking to me about his magic. You know, potch's magic, what he's done, what he's coached. Now we're talking about a manager that a few years ago against Man United in the FA Cup semi-final dropped Loris and Carl Walker. We're talking about the year after playing Sun at left wing back. We're talking about North London derbies dropping Toby out of Ireland for one fourth.
3: But I think These, we have said, they, that. I have said, just to pick up your point, I think we have said, if you listen to our shows, I know you've been fairly critical in the past, but I think we have said in the past that Maurizio's selections and his tactics haven't been good enough at times. I think we've all, we have said that. I don't know if you, I mean, I know you, you probably don't listen, you maybe don't listen in, that's absolutely fine, it's not a problem at all. But I think we have all been critical of you know, both his stubborn approach to certain games. I think our concern now, I mean, it's a question I'll ask you, that if he goes tomorrow, who, who do you want in the hot seat?
10: So, so this is a contentious debate, isn't it? So for I, me, my
3: concern at the moment is, I worry where the balls are, where the board is on this, Sav, uh, Because yeah. I think to myself, are they realistically going to be able to work with a Mourinho and Angelotti and Allegri, or are they more okay. likely to go towards a Southgate or a Howe? And that's what worries me about the debate. Where we say about Pochettino, yeah. that's that's what concerns me.
10: Completely agree with you. I think where I come from, and I was having this this chat um, with a couple of Spurs fans. I won't name them. Uh, chatting earlier about um, Mourinho. Now look, by no stretch of the imagination, Ricky, mm. am I a fan that goes, "Oh my God, bring in Mourinho. He's going to play this wonderful Johan Cruyff football." Mm. But I look at what Mourinho did with a, an appalling Man United squad. Now, yeah, in the end, it didn't work. But in that season, he still managed to win the League Cup and the Europa League. Mm. Right. With, with a poor squad that he hadn't had for four, five, six years like Pochettino's had. But if we want to go a bit more creative, then what's wrong with trying to go to Ajax and getting a 10-hog? What's wrong with that? Are you telling me that he, even if we got, an, again, just before everyone berates me, I'm not advocating getting Eddie Howe, but people making out like, oh my God, we'd get Eddie Howe, he's terrible. Could Eddie Howe do any worse than 18 defeats in 37 games?
3: Do you know I'm surprised, though, Sav, you even put Eddie Howe into the bracket of what you want because you're talking to me about winning trophies and, and you're no, 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 looking no, to no, win no. things. I don't know how no, that no, would that ever just... work.
0: No, in no, fairness, no, no, he wasn't saying he wants no, him. He was yeah. saying, saying could Eddie Howe do any right. different to Prochettino at the moment? I mean, I,
3: Thank yeah. you. I see where you're coming from. I mean... Listen, for me, again, I, I am, listen, you, you read my tweets, you know what I'm like, I know you call me sentimental, I am bloody sentimental, <laughs> I want to see the guy, for all the work he's put in, Sav, I just think it is an absolute travesty if he doesn't go and win something, for, you must, Sav, listen, I know you're, you're in your mind now, it's fine, you're, you're fixated, you want him out, I get that, you're fixated, you yep. want the chairman gone, I get that, but do you not have it in your heart somewhere, for the amount of work he's put in, don't you want to see him win something with his team?
10: I, 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 I would have, but I, I, the thing is, for me, Ricky, is I think we've gone past that. So as as much as I can be really critical, right, and we all know I can be overly critical because I'm desperate for success, and obviously Chris has seen me on Twitter, you've seen me on you guys know what I'm like. But the difference is I wanted to see him win things when we were at our pump. And, and that's what I'm talking about to answer Jase's point from earlier, that in those big games, in the semi-finals, why did he make all of those tactical decisions? For a bloke that's not won anything, put your best eleven out. Go and win the game, get that first trophy, and then we'll all go, yeah, look, well, look at what this guy's done. But now, my worry is he's going to go, and in 10, 15 years' time, everyone's going to look back and go, yeah, that bloke did a good job, got to a final, but ultimately the record books show that, that we didn't win anything. And, and he, he falls into the bracket as the same as the other managers. Didn't win anything.
1: Sarah, can I just now, ask how, how long have you felt that you want you want Pochettino out?
10: From last season, because the football changed. The, the football was good when we had Carl Walker and Danny Rose flying down the wings. You know, you had Musa Dembélé and and, and and Wanyama in the middle, making sure things were tight. You had Deli Ali, who uh, you know I'm not his biggest fan, but but was scoring goals. Now it just seems that. We've come away from that. And Pochettino looks like he's come away from that. And that's a, my big query on him as a manager is, why has he stopped doing those things?
0: I did I did make Sorry. a point earlier, didn't I? Where I said, I don't think any new Tottenham will be any better than that 2016-17 some years. When it was the two flying fullbacks. It was Toby and Yan at their best. Dembele my and Nyama were beasts. Ali was hungry. Yep. Kane was, yep. was 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 fresh. So I don't think the Tottenham side will be better than that side.
4: Well, Seva, okay. we really appreciate you calling in. Thanks so much, Cheers, uh, Seva, Seva, for your time. A real pleasure to speak to you tonight, uh, Seva. There, just having his thoughts on the manager, the chairman, the board. I know he might still be listening. He's a lot more calmer. In, he's a lot more calmer <laughs> on radio. My first time speaking to him. I enjoyed it. Uh, but we are going to talk about the board <laughs> because we keep saying it. We never get there. I know there are so many questions, and we've had some WhatsApps and tweets in, and we're going to be getting to those next.
5: Love sports
4: you are listening to the Spurs fan show I've lost it I have it's no control in here, of the studio whatsoever. I feel like a ref sometimes an umpire and I'm not because uh, I couldn't even use a uniform for footlocker it's not working <laughs> but you can tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us on 0208 7020558. you're listening to the Spurs fan show with the last word on Spurs I'm joined by Ricky Sachs Jason McGovern and Chris Callan we are talking everything about Spurs and you are getting involved tonight there's been a whatsapp into the studio I'm pretty scared to read it I uh, don't think you're going to agree with it it says hi it's Reese. I don't want the manager to go, but if he does, I want to see Rafa Benitez at the club. What do you make of that, from Reese?
0: Well, he fits Ricky's job I'll, description. I'm not having
3: that. I'm not Ricky having wants that. We're big players. Yeah, I'm not having that, Jason. What, <laughs> yeah, what, <laughs> yeah, what, <laughs> yeah, what do you mean it fits Ricky's description? At least I gave the At least I had the ball to <laughs> give an alternative. At least I, you can give me an alternative. you just fixated. It's back the manager. Give us a Give us Give
0: us an alternative. What? Rafa Benitez is an alternative. For you, is it an alternative? Don't want him, but I didn't say that. Give us an alternative. You said the job job description should be somebody who's proven a winner, knows the Premier League, Mm. has worked with big players. Rafa Benitez says yes to all three.
3: But what I will bring up is in the point that Chris mentioned during the break is that Rafa Benitez is used to working... Under a chairman that doesn't particularly spend a huge amount of money. So, and so that actually fits Tottenham's profile with Mourinho. But, but, we have to be, but we have to be realistic, Jace, that we know now, with what's going ahead, it's going to take a huge sum of money to try and rebuild Tottenham back to what you mentioned, that 16-17 side, am I fair to say that?
4: Yeah. But well, will you get that money?
3: But you have to if you want to take the club forward.
4: Well, let's see what Matt thinks because we've got another caller into the studio. He wants to talk about the general situation at the club. Matt, thank you for calling into the studio. We really appreciate that. What are your views and thoughts of Spurs at the minute? Well, it's, it's
8: not great. Hi, guys. How are you? <laughs> Hello, Matt. Thanks for calling. <laughs> Matt. Um, I, I, I just I hate talking about uh, like rival clubs. But I, I love the way Chelsea are playing at the moment. You know, we were doing that a few years ago. Um, I just think he has to go back to some of the youth, you know. Um, I think he's got to get, obviously, rid of some of the dead wood. Uh, I don't think the centre-backs are good enough anymore. Um, I I think... I just think they're lacking confidence. I just think we need another Harry Kane versus Aston Villa moment to try and, you know, get a bit of fight into the team. And, uh, you know, we need a bit of luck as well. Do you think, Matt,
3: the reason why he's been hesitant in bringing in those youngsters is that he's concerned... Then just not good enough. That's only my reservation. Now, if he felt they were good enough, he would bring Skipping. He would bring Par- he, he would bring skipping more, parrot in more, Tanganga in more. Do you see where I'm coming from?
8: Yeah, but I mean, nothing else is working. They can't do much worse. They're young. They'll fight for the team and they will press because they haven't been uh, hasn't been drilled into them for five or six years. You know, if you're looking at someone like the Tonga and, and Aldevar, maybe they're just getting sick and tired of being told to press, 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 and maybe they can't take it as much as we think they can. You know, they're, they're in their thirties, you know. Age does take a part, and, you know, to go from second and fifth, like best pressing team, to 17th is it's quite alarming, really.
0: It almost matches exactly, doesn't it, they're, whether it's purely coincidence, it's the age rate of the team as well, where we've gone from, what is it, third youngest to uh, 17th. Oh, you know, 17th yeah. youngest at exactly the same time as we've gone from second impressing down to 17th in pressing in that way. So it's almost a, whether that's purely coincidental, but I would imagine there's something in that anyway.
1: I just think yeah, if, if, if if there are players in the Tottenham team that don't want to be there and they've clearly said that they don't want to be there, then Matt, I completely agree with you. Put the, Put the youth players in because they're not going to do any worse. Um, and they will actually be up for the fight, they'll be playing for the badge, and they'll want to be there. And that's what you want. You want the competition at the moment, and you want the players to to want to play for the manager and play for the football club.
8: Yeah, I want them to play for the shirt, and I just want them to play with some heart, you know? Yeah. I, there's a way of losing, and there's obviously a way of winning. I, I don't, definitely probably don't want Jose Mourinho, I think, or Rafa Benitez. I think it's, it's quite negative football. And with with Tottenham, we play entertaining football. That's the way... I, I've been brought up with Tottenham. That's the way I want it to stay. Poch is the man, and he will turn it around.
3: I hope you're right. That's what we all want. We all want him to turn it around.
8: Regarding, obviously, an alternative manager, whether you can get him or not, I, I'd love Diego Simeone, but...
3: Blimey, I mean, you, it, think it, that's ne- you, you think that's you, entertaining football? You just said he'd
1: turn it around. What are you talking about other managers for? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you just, just,
8: just said he's not negative I, football. I, Oh, yeah, but they they, they, do play, they play quite positive football as well. If you watch Atletico this season, they've turned Kieran Trippier around a little bit, haven't
4: they? Mm. Very interesting, Matt. We really appreciate you calling into the studio. Some strong views there, as always, as it has been for the duration of the whole show. Let's talk about the board, because we really want to dig in. And, and, Ricky, I know you've got some questions that we want to talk about now, haven't you?
3: Well, I mean, let's discuss some of the questions that Jason's delivered on the, on the script here. Because Jason, he's yeah. a... no, a a moment. Moment. like Pochettino, the players are throwing him under the bus. Jason McGovern, oh,
4: Jason, have you done the script tonight? Because no, I've got to say not... it was very good tonight. And right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, we we're often accused of not discussing the board and yeah. and being critical with Daniel Levy and being happy clappers and things, and so we posed various questions on that script that that lots of the the people that are critical with Daniel Levy have been asking time and time again. So we we said we cover those issues. We
3: still believe he's going to be here till January, Maurizio, do we?
0: What's that going to do with Daniel Levy? Oldest?
3: No, I'm, just, I'm No, OK, no, <laughs> that's us ask a question. We still believe he'll be here, right, till January? Because yeah. I think that will maybe dictate, obviously, what
0: happens in, the, in January's window. I believe he'll be here till the next international break. Depending on how many points we get, we'll determine if he's there beyond it.
3: You've got a question here, Jace. Pochettino has talked about fixing it in January. Do you think Levy will sanction the level of investment that is needed in January, regardless of the players available?
0: No. I don't think. I think if he gets to January, where who was the the we had that earlier call saying we'll spend 150 million. I don't see us spending a 150 million Adrian. in January, um, <laughs> even if we want to spend it. I don't think Maurizio Pochettino will just rush out and spend it on anyone. So I don't think you'll fix it to the degree that it needs fixing in January because Pochettino himself has said. We don't buy players in January because the, the players we want aren't available. And you're also saying... Let's, w- let's but be he, fair, the but pla- he said
1: this time that he needs to go out and spend in January. He, we he, need to fix in January.
0: He does, but the players that... The, the calibre of players that we need to fix are just simply not available in January. I agree. Because there are massive clubs involved in Champions League football, most of them, and they are not going to sell them in January. And the other problem that I brought up the other day is let's hope we're still involved in the Champions League in January. You can only make three changes to that squad. So if you get rid of seven players from the current squad and buy seven, there's four of them can't play in the Champions League.
3: Okay, so do you think then when he talks about January, it's about weeding out the players that are being divisive behind the scenes?
0: Quite possibly it's getting rid of some more... I think that he'd like more outs than ins in January, and he probably would... I think if you said to him, do you want and what and one other, he'd probably take that in January and get rid of some of the others. I mean, for me, the chance in January is to be really creative. Christian Eriksen, let's, let's say, mm. we know he's going to leave on a free, and people... So why leave it until next year why don't we say to him "Look, if you want to go to Real Madrid let's do a loan deal with Real Madrid in January or just give him the free transfer in January because what is the point of holding on to him for those four months if you can't use him get his wages off the book and let him have the free transfer in January.
4: Well, before we carry on the questions, we're going to go to a quick break because there are a certain few more and we will get to the bottom of them and deliver the answers in the fallout. This is the Spurs fan show. Tweet us at Love sport Radio. Call us on 0208 70 20 558. The board questions will continue next.
5: Love Sports.
4: You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. We are in the last home stretch. I'm joined by the last word on Spurs. Ricky Sachs, Jason McGovern and Chris Callen. They're still laughing. I'm still crying. No, we're talking all <laughs> about Spurs. We're talking about the ball now. Uh, Ricky, I know we was getting into the questions and you've still got a lot more, haven't you?
3: Yeah, another one here. Is he... Well, this is the question Jason's put here. Is the primary concern of Daniel Levy the balance sheet or... An- on-the-pitch success, and could he do more in securing additional investment from Joe Lewis?
0: Oh, there you go. There's a fair question, isn't it? Yeah. What do we, what um, do think? I think, yes, Daniel's primary concern is, is mainly the balance sheet at the moment. Um, could he do more to get extra funding? We said we would love him to push Joe Lewis for extra funding, but if Joe Lewis isn't going to put it in, we just have to... Uh, if Joe Lewis wants to invest in yachts and paintings and golf courses, then you can't change that, can you? And he's he's clearly after what? How many years have Enoch had it now? What is it 2003? So that's, what, 16 years? It's not going to change. So until that, that board sell up, you won't get that extra investment in. Does he care about the balance sheet? Yes, he does. But there's, there's nothing to be ashamed of in caring about the balance sheet in a business. Um, I'd love him to spend more money, absolutely, but... When you you have spent that stadium, you have got to watch the balance sheet. You can't just chuck money around. But, yes, we would love to see extra money go into the club.
1: The frustrating thing, though, jace for every single Spurs fan sees, and, and Tottenham you know, advertise it and promote it a lot, is there's so much money coming into the club, yeah. certainly with the new stadium and everything else. So when we see all of these deals going down and all this stuff happening in the club, we then think, well, why aren't we spending the money? Why is the... That money not being invested into the the team on the pitch that is the frustrating thing and i and I speak to a lot of Spurs fans, and I think that that is a very very fair point absolutely to, Tottenham as a business is probably one of the best businesses well run in the world well, Tubs, yeah. well, well run very yeah. very well run, but all we see as fans is we want to see the trophies lifted, we want to see the money going into the team and it and it you know let's face it it's it's not enough, is it
0: I said we would like to see more money going in there. There's, there's no doubt about that. You, you, we're asking us to, to, to invest in the way that the other, that really realistically now, what Manchester City and Liverpool have done. Mm. Uh, Manchester City's turnover is what? 700 million to our 400 million. There's a difference in there. So you have to try and... You have to get the business side right to try and close that gap. And we're trying to do that because Joe Lewis won't do that extra investment.
1: But if Mauricio Pochettino was so close, like we have been in the last few years, so close... That will make
3: even more want to do it, you know, wouldn't he, it? He, going, he, yeah, he, I agree with you, Sandris. Yeah. When,
1: when you say... When he says, I don't, I'm not interested in the League Cup, not interested in the FA Cup, I want to aim big, I want the Champions League and the Premier League. When we are going for those huge trophies, when we are so close... Why would you not invest in that little bit more money in getting those key players in to push us over that no, line? It's it that is the really frustrating thing for me.
0: It's frustrating for me as well because yes, I would love us to have signed one or two extra sixty million pound players. I've never denied that. I'd love to do it, but they've got to be number one. They've got to be the players that the manager really wants. Mm. And that if people say to you, why don't you go and sign Draxler? how does the manager even know if he wants to sign Draxler? So, you know, getting the players is, is the right thing. So you, that's why I say back the manager. Tell the manager who he wants and go and get them. But that player as well, what we have to understand to a degree is how attractive were Tottenham in that time?
3: Give it talking. You at, had the
0: choice to Tottenham join Liverpool, Manchester City or Tottenham. The
3: point you're making, Chris it was the most attractive time exactly, yeah. in the summer. These join few years, particularly the summer just gone. It was the most
1: attractive time in probably our lifetime. I agree. You know, the most attractive time of any player in Europe wanting to sign for a big club, brand new stadium, fantastic manager like Harry Kane, Champions League finalist, blah blah blah. You could go on forever. It is the most attractive time to actually get some players in. So to find us now in a position where we are, having played eight Premier League games, lost three, it's quite poor, isn't it? Oh no,
0: Absolutely it's poor, but the, the players that we want, as attractive as we are as Spurs fans, is Manchester City, Liverpool or Tottenham more attractive if you're, I don't know, if you're Isco and those three clubs come in for you, who you're choosing?
4: Oh, it's, it's an interesting debate. We're going we're gonna to continue it, but we have had another call into the studio. I think Chris was making some really valid points there. Uh, Craig has called us uh, into the studio now. Craig, what would you like to say? Yeah, uh, sorry, can you hear me, lads? We can hear, we can hear we can you, hear, Chris. yeah. Craig, sorry. Yeah, like, yeah, I just think, I mean, let's not beat
11: around the bush. I mean, it doesn't look good at the minute, and it seems like that we're falling down like a house of cards, but if you're going to be kind of really you know, pragmatic about it all, or just take a step back. In in the years that Pochettino's been here, you know, this is the, the the only kind of lull that he's had and that's following the Champions League final. I don't want to be one of these people that says, Oh, we've got the Champions League final, it makes it all right and stuff like that. But let's not forget he kept he kept the house together last year with all the issues with the with the stadium and the uh, are we moving in and when we are moving in and the fans jumping up and down about that keeping the squad together and everything else, you know, there are some times when you are going to have a low as a team. And if this is it, then this is it. I think all of this, oh, let's get rid of him. Oh, let's get Mourinho in. You know, the, the perennial moaners on Twitter that just moan every single day, so they're going to be right at least once in a blue moon. I just find it's just all a bit crazy, you know, to be honest. This is Spurs at the end of the day. It's, you know, I just don't understand where people are coming from.
3: I I, I, I take understand down what, what you're saying. I just think some fans, listen, we're all different ages in terms of what we've experienced as supporters and the younger generation coming through, they are used to now regular Champions League football, being in Europe and, you know, for maybe, I say... And, and,
11: and to be fair, where did that come from? You know, came it, from and, it came from Riccio it, and Pochettino. Livy and Pochettino are the ones mm. that have set that expectation because before them, trust me, and as you guys <laughs> will probably yeah. know, The the 80s, even the 80s, you know, Hoddle wanted to leave at the end of the 80s because we were so underperforming at times, as did Waddle financially, so did other players as well. The only reason these people have got a platform to moan is Levy, is Pochettino. They've set the table for this level of moaning, and now all of a sudden everyone's turning around and going, Levy needs to go, Pochettino needs to go. If it weren't for them, you know, come on. Let's let's get it right, you know. Let's that's really get it right. And us as fans have got a bit of a responsibility to kind of say, you know, teams turn up. Teams turn up at football matches. They don't turn up to turn up to roll over just because we're Spurs. You know, they come to win. The, the Premier League is is not the same Premier League as it was ten years ago. Every team's a game team now. Every team's got a decent a spine or a decent player that can hurt you. You know, and we're turning up thinking, oh well, we should win every game because we're Spurs and X, Y, Z. I, I find it, I find it astonishing to be honest. I really do. And and you just think to yourself, you know, us as, as fans, you know, we we all sit here and go, well, we deserve, we, we deserve better, we deserve better. I think Pochettino deserves better than some of the some of the fans and some of the comments we get sometimes. I really do.
4: Yeah, interesting points there, Craig. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Please always feel free to call into the studio. We really appreciate you giving us a little bit of time. Craig there, some strong view. It's been a a night for that. Yeah, really good good call. call. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. All, all making points. And on the board, Ricky?
3: I think the point is that when, obviously, people defend the board or are against the board, we've all, at different ages, experienced different things as a Tottenham fan. And if I say for some of the younger generation... I know it's like they go to school, they get banned. It's part of life. You want to win trophies. You want to see your team progress and I think the difficult thing is that we've been emotionally scarred, certainly me in the past, by watching Tottenham grow up that this is probably, you know, the last couple of years, that was the best I've ever known. And sometimes it is about being fearful, taking that step into the unknown. At the same time, at some point, we are going to need to do that. We are going to need to spend more money if we are going to need to seriously challenge Man City and Liverpool. That's just a given fact. I don't see it happen in the next couple of years again a Leicester am I wrong in saying that I just don't see that happening
1: but this is what I've said uh Ricky many times this this is sixth season in charge Mm. with this rebuild so when realistically are Tottenham Hotspur going to be ready to challenge for the Premier League well have a good enough team and squad to do so
3: let's be honest about it it seems that it's going to be a while because he's having to rebuild this team Chris that's not what you want to hear but so ninth or tenth season you're talking I don't think he'll get to a ninth and tenth season himself and still beat the football club and not win anything. I don't think it'll go the same way Wenger went, where he'll be hounded so when, out.
1: when? When is it going to be? When is it going to be before um, Daniel Levy and the board are going to say, OK, enough's enough? Because I, I don't believe that. I think that as long as Tottenham finish fourth mm. every year, regardless of whether we want as fans to win an FA Cup or a League Cup or whatever, if we play Champions League football every year, that is considered as he is doing a good job. He's clearly being given that goal to do that every year and that is his task.
0: Where it changes, maybe, is if you do bring a new owner in, he'd be a lot more demanding of that. And a new owner may well come in and say... But that might might not happen.
3: No, it might not happen. To to answer your question, (laughs) I don't know, Chris. I want Tottenham to win trophies. Therefore, I will say this point again, that for me, as much as I love the manager, if he wanted to go... We have to move on. Tottenham are bigger than Maurizio Pochettino. That—that's a, that's a fact. We're—we're supporters of Tottenham Hotspur, so the club will still go on. The same way I loved Martin Yole. Uh, you know, football evolves. Players leave. I've learnt that as a Tottenham fan. Just generally, don't ever get attached to a player or a manager because they don't stay around forever. Hold on a minute. Hashtag.
0: Don't sell Danny Rose.
3: I, Jace <laughs> you are going to go at me that. okay, listen, let me just say very quickly, I know you're going to cut me here, Chaz. I know we're out of time, no, on no, Danny no. Rose, I was very we're clear in the summer that for me, Danny Rose, I would, have let him go if someone adequate was good enough to, to come and replace him, and I still stand by that point, should Danny Rose be sold in January? Yes, he should. Should Tottenham bring another left back? Potentially, I don't know what Ryan Sissing was going to turn out like, Jace.
0: But that hashtag wasn't, we shouldn't sell Danny Rose unless we can get, it was, don't sell Danny Rose. But 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 you
3: you understood what that hashtag was about. You're trying to
1: wind me up. Will will Tottenham ever spend big to challenge for the Premier League
0: title? I said it earlier, didn't I? I don't see Tottenham buying a side better than the 16-17 side. Under Pochettino? Under anyone. What a way to end a show. Under anyone. (laughs) I don't think Tottenham have That's got... That's it. Keep, you, keep your chins no. up, so, lads. we So, so we might as
1: well have gone to Colchester then, Jason. Won the, uh, the League Cup tie. eh? <laughs> Won the League Cup. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that you dissed a few weeks ago that I said about, let's go for a League I, Cup.
0: I, I, seriously, I think the level of spending that we'll do will never get a better side than the 16-17 side. Well,
4: this is the last word on Spurs. Who's going to have the last word to end it? What, how are we ending this one tonight? Who wants the last word?
3: Bounce back.
1: Got to. Got to. <laughs>
3: Please. Got to. Tell you See, we want to talk in, about. the You're is definitely going to yeah. As much as I'm going to enjoy the weekend being away from Spurs for the moment, because it's killing me, please bounce back. We want to talk about positive things.
4: Well, we're going to bounce back next week. We will be here again every Thursday night, seven to nine. And this is the Spurs Fan Show with the last word on Spurs. Ricky Sachs, Jason McGovern, Chris Callan. But up next, it is Cholton.